Well, good morning, Sun Valley Church. Welcome to a new year of The Voice of the Valley. I'm Jeremy Pinch, and across the table, I have Pastor Rick Whitmer with me. Rick. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, even though I've seen you for the past (sighs) two weeks. Um, Mm, We should have fireworks sound effects. Champagne bottles opening. That wasn't really a firework. (laughs) Do you have any (laughs) champagne? (laughs) Yeah, it's a new year, man. Hopefully, hopefully... uh, a better, better year than last, but Why? we'll see. I, well, I don't know. Last year was last year, so. Well, let's see what happened last year. Are you talking about you personally, or no, just, just for the world? The world, everything. Yeah, twenty twenty one. It's kind of like twenty twenty two part B. Yeah, exactly. I watched a weird video of Alec Baldwin yesterday. <laughs> Are there uh, any other kinds? And he he got a <laughs> splendid packet, and. He said that that was his miracle, that he, this year is going to be the best year of, you know, whatever, because he got a Splendid Packet with a note on it. So What was the note? Like, I've seen a lot of Splendid Packets, but what I, makes this one so special? I don't, I don't know. He had a bad year last year. He had a really bad year last year. I gotta feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Check your guns. Best, based off of what Alec alec baldwin posted on his instagram um 2022 is going to be a great year okay so all right well the lord knows yeah. <laughs> our times are in his hands yes they are yes they are but yeah how was how was christmas we haven't we haven't been in here since since last you know four weeks ago oh, or man so. hasn't been yeah it has been right yeah um let's see we i mean we were in in oregon in central oregon and that was great. Got totally snowed on the entire weekend, and yeah. we're in the literally we're in the forest down in Sun River, and so it was just it was a great white Christmas. We weren't able to go to Christmas Eve service. We were on our way, set out on the trek from Sun River to Bend, which is no big deal normally, but then it was like whiteout conditions. Yeah, we had to turn around. Thankfully, they live streamed the second Christmas Eve service yeah. at my parents' church, and it was great. Enjoyed that. Yeah. Cool. Everyone was all together. No complaints. God was gracious to us on the road down and back, and it is a new year. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, obviously, Christmas season's always the, the busy season. For you. Um, so Super light for me. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's always a relief to get out of it. Um, to get out of the Christmas season? To get out of the Christmas season. And how do you plan on getting out of the Christmas season this year? Uh... <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't. But um, just you got with, promoted yeah, to assistant pastor. Now you can't get out of it. That's what they say. Um, say a few other things. They do. They say a lot of things. We're not going to talk about those things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just with with family in town and and obviously Christmas Eve and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's always busy. Yeah, it's always tr- good. Your whole tribe is here. The the yes, the, the entire tribe. The village of the Pinches are here. So. Yeah. Um, no, but it was great. It was great. Great time with family and good. So, yeah, it's good. How's it feel to be an ass- assistant pastor? Is it, it like, is the fullness of it just blossoming over this year? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, no, it's, uh, there's a difference. It feels like, yeah, there's a difference. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's just my own, 
mentality. No, but I hear what you're saying. I felt the same way when I um, became an elder. Yeah. There was a weightiness to it that, yeah. um, that even though nothing changed in my job, yeah, necessarily it was, um, there was a gravitas. To yeah. it. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it, Yeah, but yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so it's good. Yeah. Uh, Katie still doesn't believe it's real, but um. <laughs> she, she, she's still catching up to the licensed minister yeah. <laughs> aspect. <laughs> You're li- licensed to do what? Yeah. <laughs> licensed to kill money, yeah. <laughs> So, um, no, it's good. Short of the spirit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Rick, we were just joking before we, we got on the podcast that we never thought that we would uh, spend a whole podcast talking about Canada. Yeah. But here, or a whole anything, a whole minute even yeah. talking about Canada. Yeah. But we're we're gonna open up this this entire this first year episode of twenty twenty two with Canada. For so good reason. so maybe it's not maybe it's twenty twenty two is not gonna go the, the way that we're hoping. But um yeah we're gonna be talking about about Canada and what's happening up there. Not only is the border closed who um, closed it? Is it? I, I was confused about that. Is it our side that closed it? Like you can't know. leave and go there? I don't know. Or is it them that are saying, we don't want you? Well, either way, I don't know why you would want to go to Canada. But <laughs> well, the border's, the border's closed. Um, but, but in a more serious, serious matter, there was, there was, a, there was a bill that was passed uh, a few weeks back back that has some serious repercussions for the church up there in Canada. It does. Um, Rick, why don't you why don't you spend a few moments telling us what that bill is and and what that means for our brothers and sisters up in up in Canada. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if this was intentional on Parliament's part, um, but it's it is Bill C four. Hmm. And it is explosive. Yeah. Um, there's a it's gaining a lot of attention. So there's the irony. You've got a bill C four it's very explosive. Yeah. Um, and I have a copy of the bill right in front of me. Um, House of Commons of Canada. Bill C-4, an act to amend the criminal code, parentheses, conversion therapy. Now, you're not going to see, and I'm not going to read the whole bill because it's five pages long, but um, or four pages, depending on what ratio of printing I did, I think. <laughs> but it's. Uh, I will read the summary of it yeah. and then a cu- and the preamble. <clears throat> okay. And even though you're not going to see the word church or Christian, you're going to know by the time I'm finished reading this briefly exactly why this is such a big deal. Okay. Here's the summary. This enactment amends the criminal code to, among other things, create the following offenses. Okay, so in other words, something that was not an offense two days ago is now an offense, and here, here it is. A, causing another person to undergo conversion therapy. B, doing anything for the purpose of removing a child from Canada with the intention that the child undergo conversion therapy outside Canada. Uh, C, promoting or advertising conversion therapy. And D, receiving a financial or other material benefit from the provision of conversion therapy. It also amends the criminal code to authorize courts to order that advertisements for conversion therapy be disposed of or deleted. Hmm. To which you say, well, what is conversion therapy? Yeah, because we all know what that means. Yeah, it's just converting things, right? Yeah. Well, here's the definition in the bill. Um, conversion therapy means a practice, treatment, or service designed to A, change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual, 
Mm-hmm. B, change a person's gender identity to cisgender, mm. meaning either male or female. Cisgender is is male or female, right? Mm. Um, not the 80,000 other ones that we have now. Yeah. C, change a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned to the person at birth. D, repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior. E, repress a person's non-cisgender gender identity. Hmm. Or F, repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned to the person at birth. That's conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. Anything that, and it's interesting because it doesn't say to change a person's sexual orientation to homosexual. Mm-hmm. So let's say you wanted to go to therapy in order to be um, counseled into homosexuality. Or if you're a, a man, born a man, and you want to go to counseling to be converted to a woman mm-hmm. and to get those desires, that's mm-hmm. okay, yep. right? According to this bill. This is a one way. Uh, a one-way assault on conforming to your God-assigned birth um, sex, yeah. and then you know if you're if you have um, uh, attractions to someone of the same to people of the same sex, or you have a temptation toward um, identifying as a gender other than the sex assigned to you at birth, mm-hmm. um, you cannot you cannot. And, and let's say that you, even for the sake of argument, wanted to not have those things. It was causing you clinical distress. Yeah. To get counseling to conform to what was assigned you at birth by God mm-hmm. is now is now according to this. This is illegal. So th- so therapists can't can't sit there and say, "Hey, you 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 need to pursue, you know, a, a right relationship with with a woman." Or yeah. A pa- even or a even if you want to. Even if you want. Even to. if you want to. Yeah. Right. If yeah yeah yep. Yeah. And then you. and here's the rationale for it. This also is in the bill. This is the last part of the bill I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. It's a long bill, but I'm not I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I will read this. This is the preamble. Look at what is a what the whole thing is based off of. This is the worldview. Yeah. Whereas conversion therapy causes harm to the persons who are subjected to it. Whereas conversion therapy causes harm to society because, among other things, it is based on and propagates myths and stereotypes about sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression, including the myth, listen, listen to this, the myth that heterosexuality, cisgender gender identity, and gender expression that conforms to the sex assigned to a person at birth are to be preferred over other sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions. Mm. That's from the preamble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To say or believe in Canada that um, that God created male and female, and in his sovereign plan and his providence, assigned to you your sex at birth, and that obedience to him and human flor- your human flourishing means walking in conformity to that providential order. Mm-hmm. Um, that is harmful to society mm-hmm. to believe that. And now is is illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal to act on that belief. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your belief is harmful. Now to to do anything about it and yep. promote any anything that would conform, any therapy that would conform to that belief um, is criminalized by up to uh, five years in prison. Yeah. 
And yeah. you can see why that's a problem for the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but you you sent uh, a clip a few weeks back of when this bill was passed, right? Did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. From from cro- the cross politic guys, they because they they oh it was okay. a very short clip, but yeah, yeah, yeah. nevertheless they had they had the audio of of this bill That's being right. passed. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember hearing it in, from the parliament. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when when the bill so there's two things when the bill was passed there was applause I think for six minutes. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just a it was, startling amount of applause. There was a crazy amount of applause, and there was not one dissenting voice. Right. From, yeah, which isn't a surprise from the left, right? Yeah. But from the conservatives, right. this had universal unity yeah. Yeah. between the left and conservatives, yeah. progressives and conservatives. Yeah. So there is not one advocate in parliament for a biblical view of human sexuality. Which is crazy. It is alarming. <laughs> and yeah, it's crazy. And that's where we are. Yeah. yeah. And and we here in Washington State, I know that Canadian politics doesn't have direct bearing on, on our state in the United States. But I mean, think about this. We're just a few hours, a couple hours from the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. That we can't cross. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, right now who who wants to? No, we have yeah, friends. Yeah. We have a couple friends who have family that they haven't been able to see in a couple years. Yeah. Who live in Canada. Right. So Yeah, so obviously, obviously this this causes um an issue for for the church in Canada. It does. Because now the state is telling you or the country is telling you 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 can't say these things out loud. You can you can believe those things in your in your you know heart or mind or whatever, but to to speak these you know that God created you man and woman and that He created you to be in a monogamous heterosexual relationship yeah. is is illegal. You can, you can't say those things out loud. Yeah, because what what would what so it's already now on the book as of Saturday. Saturday is when it went into effect. Yeah. Uh, it's now on the books that I mean, yeah, you're right. You can believe that. But we also have it on the books that your belief is harmful to society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a myth. Mm-hmm. So legally defined, the Bible's teaching is a myth mm-hmm. and is harmful. Now, it's 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 not even a, a half step to the conclusion that if you say it from a pulpit, or you teach it in a class, or you counsel someone in your church, uh, let's leave the counseling off, because that obviously would fall, I believe, under this yeah. um, explicitly, but to even teach it from your church would be to promote conversion therapy. Yeah. Now, conversion therapy, just from a clinical standpoint, that's a different thing than biblical counseling. Um, there, There's secular conversion therapy. Um, which California was thinking about banning. Thankfully, that bill didn't go through a couple years ago. But, you know, that that is here in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that kind of thing is the reason, is the thing that God used to steer me into pastoral ministry instead of mm-hmm. um, state-licensed uh, counseling practice. Mm-hmm. It's because I didn't, well, I saw the trajectory um, of what the state was doing. And even Christian counseling programs like mine um, mm-hmm. at George Fox, was were openly hostile to maintaining uh, biblical integrity in the in the therapy room, mm-hmm. and I just I thought it was startling enough to me where I thought two things: one, I don't want 
I don't want the state, the secular state, having authority in my counseling practice. Mm. Not because I don't want to, you know, abide by standards of conduct and excellence, but because they don't, they don't even know what human flourishing looks like. They've denied the word of God. Yeah. But two, um, if that's what enough Christians believe, then, and if that's, then we've got some housekeeping to do. Mm-hmm. And the church, we need to be shoring up the church. Judgment begins at the household of God. Mm -hmm. And we need to be thinking God's thoughts after him, because if we're not doing it in the church, um, it's not going to be happening anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so now all of a sudden, we have pastors who, to preach faithfully from the scriptures and exposit, Ephesians 5, Genesis 1, Song of Solomon, and, you know, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, um, to preach those things faithfully in an expository way, they could they could be facing five years in prison per offense, mm-hmm. if I'm understanding this law correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we saw already last year that uh, there was a, there was a pastor up there that was imprisoned um, because... He, they decided to have church services. Yeah, just having church. It wasn't even about the content. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, I mean this 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 really puts puts the church in a bind. Um, so we know that this this Sunday there's there was a thing that went out uh, last week um, that this Sunday throughout Canada and across the world. Um, there's going to be churches who are going to stand up and preach on the biblical on biblical human sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the question would be why why is human sexuality worth fighting for? Would be one question that comes for why 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 is it important that we stand up on Sunday morning or these pastors stand up on Sunday morning and they they start preaching Genesis one or Ephesians five or any other text that that you know, speaks of biblical yeah. okay. sexuality. Here's, here's the simple answer. Um, because the gospel is worth fighting for. Because yeah. the lordship of Jesus is worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Because when we decide that we will not preach the whole counsel of God, and we decide that depending on the tides of parliament or Congress or popular opinion— we will water down the message or to throw one out from Big Eva this last year, we're gonna we're gonna just decide to whisper the things that God whispers, but shout the things God shouts, as if somehow human sexuality was something that God whispered <laughs> anywhere. Um, then all of a sudden we are um, we have elevated we have we have idolatry in mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the re- and it's not what I'm not saying is that the gospel is, Biblical human sexuality, sure, but the gospel has a direct tie to it. Yeah. Genesis is the Genesis one, two, and three are the foundations from which the gospel grew, and it, you know it was the fulfillment of it. Mm-hmm. And so here, here in First Corinthians six, there's a pretty pretty remarkable statement that Paul makes. Not remarkable because it's hard to believe, but just look at what he. I'm just going to read it. Um, 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. He says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? 
Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, which, um, which is part of this homosexual and gender identity discussion, mm-hmm. uh, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. And that has to do with more than just sexual sins. But there's a generous number of sexual sins that are mm-hmm. um, identified in that passage. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't make any mistake about this. If somebody is embracing fornication, idolatry, effeminateness, homosexuality, um, dr- a life of drunkenness, um, and, and some of these other things, that shows that they are not a Christian. Mm-hmm. That shows that they will not be in heaven mm-hmm. because somebody who has been born again cannot embrace what God despises mm-hmm. and what Jesus died for. Mm-hmm. These Corinthians, he says, such were some of you. What changed? Jesus died. Mm-hmm. Jesus rose. And it washes, it sanctifies, it justifies the believer. And the sin we once loved, we now by allegiance to Jesus, we are bound to hate it. Mm-hmm. And sanctification is hating our sins and growing in obedience to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's worth fighting for, because the gospel and, and the salvation of lost souls is worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. And if we water down our gospel so that we can do what so many churches are now doing, and they're, and they're identifying themselves as affirming churches or friendly friend churches, uh, meaning... And that's a euphemism for, hey, if you am, if you are homosexual and are okay with that, let's expand it. If you're an adulterer, you're okay with that, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're transgender and don't see a problem with that, come on, you'll find a home here. Mm-hmm. And from Genesis to Revelation, the answer is no, you will not. You'll mm-hmm. find excommunication mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Not because the people here are any better than you, but because the people who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ have one fundamental difference. We are, we are making war by God's grace on the sin that cost Jesus his life. Mm-hmm. And you cannot come here and identify with Jesus while embracing and celebrating what cost him his blood. Mm-hmm. That's the bigger answer to why, why this is such a big deal. Yeah. So it's actually it's actually a loving thing to stand up and, and preach this. Oh yeah. Yeah. If we don't care about people being in hell, then we will not preach it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that we're cherry picking sins, but these are the sins of our age. The German word for the, the winds of the age is, is Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Have you heard that? I've heard term the, before. Yeah. Zeitgeist. It means the spirit of the age. Hmm. And right now the Zeitgeist is transgenderism, yeah. lesbianism, hmm. homosexuality you know, homosexuality. These are things that have become majors in our culture. Yeah. Not because the church chose that they would be, yeah. but because sinners have followed the course of Romans 1. Right. And in, right. in throwing off the authority of God and his worship, this is what has always happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually in God's providence. I'm preaching this week. Um, John's quarantining for a, a medical reason. Uh, he does not have COVID, <laughs> but he has to quarantine. Um, and and I would be devoting the whole sermon to this issue. Um, I signed the statement yeah. that came out of Grace Community Church, um, uh, the solidarity statement. Uh, except I I spent two to two or three sermons 
in the Sermon on the Mount just six months ago on biblical sexuality, on biblical marriage, on um, adultery. And, sure. and so I don't think that we need to do that. But the text for the week that I'm that I am preaching is hallowed be your name in the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And there's going to be, a, I'm going to preach a section of that sermon directly addressing this issue because when we pray, hallowed be your name, may your name be exalted, may it be honored, the implication of it and part of that prayer is may your word be obeyed. Mm-hmm. And so this is our culture um, raising their middle finger to heaven, which is the opposite of hallowed be your name. Right. So. Right. Now this, I, this might be a little bit different if um, this is coming from a country in Europe that we really have no um, association with, you right? Know, or sure. Australia or what have you. Uh, but this is Canada, and these are our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's close to home. And w- what do we do? as Americans? How do, how do we respond as, as uh, Christians here in America? Um, and then how do we, how do we prepare f- for a future that, that will most likely and inevitably look like what is taking place in Canada? Um, it's, it's, it's coming. We don't know when. It could be six months from now. It could be 30 years from now, but it's coming. Um, how do we how do we respond to what's happening in Canada, and how do we prepare for this to take place here? Yeah, because it will. I yeah. think the implication of your question is it will. Yeah. It will take place here, and I think you're absolutely right. Um, America tends to be about ten years behind Europe. In Canada's is is I would you know is under the authority. You know, I mean they're an independent nation, but um, they would be lumped into Europe in the sense of culture. Mm. Um, they are further than we are. We are downstream from them, but it's the same stream. Mm-hmm. And what we saw over the past two years is most churches in Canada still not meeting mm-hmm. because the government said so. Mm-hmm. They said so. And then I think one of the most harmful things that we could do is to compartmentalize. These things These things aren't coming to us randomly. These things are coming to us of a piece. And what I mean by that is that the, the government that said you can't meet because, you know, public health is the same government that's saying you can't preach biblical sexuality because that's harmful. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, public health. And so, okay, now what have we seen here? Well, our governments, and depending on the state, such as ours, our state, the government has given itself a generous amount of authority mm-hmm. that the Constitution um you know, that we, we would argue steps outside of the vision of the founders of the United States for the kind of authority that it should sure. have. Sure. And, and they're definitely outside the bounds of the authority that God has given them. And Romans 13 is very clear that God is the one who delegates authority to government. Government is good. Government has a good purpose to protect and promote human flourishing. And they have, they have lumped into that a bunch of things that are actually contrary to God's word. And so I think we need to realize that it's going to come to us um, all the more quickly the less we stand up to the lesser tyrannies that are already taking place. It wasn't like Canada just decided one day, let's go from zero to 60 on the tyranny scale. Mm. No, no, no. It happened one mile per hour at a time. And when you get 60 of those, 
you've got some traction. Mm-hmm. And the same thing will happen here unless Christians stand united in the Word of God mm-hmm. and say, you yeah, know, um, not for the sake of our children and our grandchildren, you, you, sh- you know, Gandalf, you shall not pass. Yeah. You know, and, and when they do, or if they do, um, they will. Um, we realize that when Jesus said, count the cost, uh, it was true for American Christians mm-hmm. as much as it was for first century Jewish Christians mm-hmm. and first century Gentile Christians under the Roman Empire. Yeah. Um, we are about to figure out that there's more of a cost than we realized mm-hmm. to being faithful. Mm-hmm. And then we make plans. We make plans. What is the contingency for when pastor goes to jail? Who's going to take care of his family? Sure. What's the plans for the church when the health department decides that for public safety, they're going to come and close the doors and padlock them? What's the contingent? Whose house are we meeting at? Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of conversations we need to be having. And we need to be praying because nothing happens outside of his providence. And he's got a purpose for these things. But woe to us if we're not bathing this entire situation in prayer, pleading with the Lord of heaven and earth to intervene for his people's sake, the way that the psalmist does. And then something I just heard this week as I was listening to a a podcast um, that I found very helpful on prayer um, was, and it was Doctrine and Devotion, and what he was saying was that the Puritans, especially I think a book by Thomas Manton, talked about the biblical practice of um, giving reasons to God for your requests. Mm. And this morning in my Psalms reading, oh, look at that. David's doing that. Mm. Lord, please intervene because your name is at stake. Mm -hmm. Please intervene because your people are suffering. Give God reasons to act. Not because he doesn't know them, but because that's how he tells us to pray. Um, And then for, by, by all means, please don't compartmentalize. And I say that again, because it is so common to just see this as a political thing. Or to see this as a neutral thing. Oh, we don't get involved in that because we're here for the gospel. Yeah, well, guess what? You're not, your gospel's not going to get as... Um, you're not going to be able to say it as freely as you do now if you just think that what's political doesn't matter. Sure. Get involved. Sure. And I'm sorry, I get kind of worked up about this because we are so far off the rails um, as American Christians to think that these things aren't all under the square lordship of Jesus. Sure. Okay, when you say Jesus is Lord, what is? how far does that go? Sure. Well, it goes to your secular, you know, representatives. Sure. Don't don't engage as if you didn't know Jesus. But because you do Jesus, because you know Jesus, care. Yeah. Politics at its root is about loving your neighbor as mm-hmm. yourself. What is politics except dialogue about human flourishing, and then putting that in <laughs> in yep. the legal yep. system? Yep. I better stop. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. That's good because I because we I, we do tend to do that, don't we? Yes. You know the God's gospel, human. The gospel is only Jesus dying on the cross. Well, yeah, that is certainly, uh, but that that impacts how we view our family, how we view our jobs, how we view uh, our country, and how it's run, and um, all these different things. Um, so yeah, I, it, that's that's something that we need to be reminded of daily. Is yeah. is the gospel impacts every area of our lives, including government and and so, how did john the baptist end up in prison uh, because he spoke up against the tyranny against sexual sin yeah. against a non-christian ruler 
yeah. political leader. Yeah. He shouldn't do that. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> you don't have the right. I mean, yeah. this wasn't a guy who was walking with the Lord. Yeah. You know, Herod. What? <laughs> yeah. This is the this is the inheritance of the church mm-hmm. um, to go and disciple the nations, mm-hmm. and as the nations start to take steps away from truth, who, if not the church, is going to tell them otherwise? Mm. There's a prophetic function that we've been given, yeah. and it's all serving this one thing, Malachi one eleven, that from the rising of the sun to the setting, um, my name will be great among the nations. We want the knowledge of the Lord to cover the earth the way the waters cover the seas. And that's uh, that's all inclusive. Yeah. So that's why this is such an important deal. Yeah. And we need to be praying for the church in Canada because there, there's some dark days ahead. There certainly are, especially this Sunday. I mean, who, who knows yeah, what's, what's going to happen on Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, this hasn't been done in a corner. Right. So they may be ready, ready and waiting. Yeah. The authorities. Yeah. Well, thanks, Rick. Yeah. Thanks for helping us. It's an important topic. Thanks for putting it on there. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of people don't know about it. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't aren't aware that this is actually taking place right now in right. Canada. So um, it's good to be thinking about it and preparing. Yeah. So thanks, Rick. Church, we love you. We hope that this has been encouraging. <laughs> However, that can be encouraging. Right. <laughs> but we do hope this has been encouraging. Be be praying for your, your brothers and sisters in Canada um, as they're facing a lot right now. So we look forward to being with you this Sunday and next week on The Voice Valley. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.